You're not filled with a social construct, an opinion, or even a feeling. You are filled with the same identical spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead. I don't know, that should from there's seven of you that get this. You are filled with the Holy Spirit of all mighty God. Somebody praise like you have that spirit. Somebody worship like you have that spirit. Somebody walk like you have that spirit. Somebody love like you have that spirit. Somebody forgive like you have that spirit. Somebody heal like you have that spirit. Oh, it all happened. On the day Pentecost was being fulfilled, all the disciples were gathered in one place, reading from Acts chapter 2. Suddenly, somebody say suddenly. I'm going to underline that word today because I felt really strong in the past 24 hours about that word. Say suddenly. What's a suddenly? We didn't do this at 9 o'clock. Y'all, this. What? It's not scripted, by the way. Say it again one more time. Suddenly is quicker than right now. Oh, snap. Look at you with your own tweet. Look at that. <laughs> what, what, what? Anybody have a, what? 
Pastor Armando, what's, what's a suddenly for you? What's a suddenly? Instantaneous. Sounded like a robot, but hey man, I agree with that. Yes, Could be chat GPT, you never know. So, so, what's a suddenly for you? It's already done. Look at you. They were in one place and then a suddenly took place. Suddenly they heard a whisper. They heard a sound of a violent blast of wind. I want to exegete the passage in Greek in the original language written by Dr. Luke. It, it, it will be synonymous with a holy hurricane. It was so loud that rushing into the house, but it didn't come from like a sound system. It came from what? The heavenly realm. A sound came from heaven. Y'all need to get this. The sound broke from heaven in the heaven sphere, bypassing everything we see in the Milky Way galaxy. Can you imagine that? And it penetrated a house where 120 were praying. It was so powerful that it was more than anyone could bear. Then, after they heard the sound, what looked like flames or tongues of appeared and landed on them. It landed on them. Woo! <laughs> and, and some of the people present, I read that wrong? Y'all reading this? How many? Everyone present was touched, caressed, moved, cuddled, Everyone present was with the, is there anyone here ready for a brand new infilling of the Holy Spirit? Is there anyone in Sacramento, California that believes that the same God who did it before will do it again? What does that mean? The Holy Spirit is still moving and he's not here to touch you. He's not here to caress you. He's not here to cuddle with you. The Holy Spirit is here to fill you. I got to land this real, real, real quick. I want to remind everyone here that Christmas is God with us. Easter is God for us. Pentecost is God in us. One more time. Christmas is God with us. Easter is God for us. Pentecost is God in us. In us, in us, in us. I'm real three quick points, always three points. Take this down. Here's the message. We are upper room people. We're the byproduct of the upper room, which means what? We're children of the cross, fruit of the empty tomb, and product of the upper room. And this is what we do. Repeat after me. This is what we do. Look at your neighbor and tell them, this is what we do. Here it is. Number one, as upper room people, we wait for the suddenly. This is what we do. We wait for the suddenly. That's a dichotomy even laid out in the English vernacular. We wait for the... Acts chapter 1 verse 4. Once he was eating with them, Jesus, he said, don't leave Jerusalem until the Father sends you the gift he promised. 
He told them, wait. One version is explicit. It says, you all need to wait for the gift. Wait for the promise. In Acts chapter 2, verse 2, we read, there's a suddenly. Stop for a second. In Acts chapter 1, Jesus tells them to wait. In Acts chapter 2, the same disciples experience a suddenly. Our God is the same God that will tell you to wait and the same God who will deliver us suddenly. You'll get this by tomorrow morning, but you'll get it. Waiting upon the Lord and experiencing suddenlies are not on the opposite side of the promise spectrum. Waiting and experiencing a suddenly are part of the same continuum of faith. What does that mean? Those who wait will experience a suddenly. I will repeat that for only for those who are who have been waiting for something. Those who wait will experience a suddenly. Those that wait will experience a suddenly. The same people that are willing to wait are the same people that will experience a divine suddenly. So if you've been waiting for something, raise one hand. If you've been praying upon something, waiting for a breakthrough, for an answer, for an answered prayer, you're waiting for your family to be safe, for your body to be healed, for a breakthrough financially, for the right person to come into your life, for a marriage to be different and grow. You've been waiting for, for all of your family members to come to church and experience Christ. You, you've been waiting for a promotion in your job. You've been waiting for a breakthrough here, a breakthrough there, a breakthrough everywhere, but you have yet to experience it. If you've been waiting for a long time, more than what you signed up for, raise both hands. If you've been waiting for a long time, that even when you've been waiting, your flesh told you, what are you waiting for? Has, has, has anybody been here where something inside of you told you, stop waiting, you're wasting your time? If you've been there where the thoughts, those little voices in your head told you, you're wasting your time, but even though you heard the voices, you kept on waiting. Raise both hands and a foot. All right, all the waiting people, I need you to understand you're part of a special group. You're part of the same group. Let me prove it to you. The Bible says that when Jesus ascended, 500 people saw him go up. 500. I'll even read it. 1 Corinthians 15, 3. 500 people. To the 500, Jesus says, y'all need to wait. 500. Y'all need to wait. I'm sending you the promise. Guess how many actually ended up with the promise? 120. What happened to the 380? They went to Target. Is that too soon? Is that too soon? Should we give it a week? Two weeks? Give it some time? The 380 went, I'm out. The 120 said, what? that was just nice. The 120, they said, we're going to wait. Why didn't the 120 leave? The 120 were there. We're going to wait. By the way, the 120, the Bible says, there was nothing. No, there was 120, 380 said, we're out. We have things to do. I, in my logical continuum, I would assume the 500 heard it. They started with 500. 50 started walking out. 30 wanted to get a latte. Another 20 kept on going. Little by little. And then 120 stuck around. The 120 went, we're not going anywhere. The one, by the way, the 120 heard nothing. In the middle of waiting, there was silence. They heard nothing, they saw nothing, but they kept on waiting. Sometimes waiting comes accompanied by silence. Sometimes you're waiting and you're hearing nothing and you're seeing nothing. And you're being tested whether or not you'll continue to wait. 
because you're waiting for a little. Some of you have asked God for crumbs. Give me a sign. Give me a little sign that you're still there. Give me a little sign that it's coming. Give me a little sign to break you and then you hear nothing. I have news for you. If you've been waiting and you've heard nothing and you've seen nothing, I need you to get ready. On Pentecost Sunday 2023, here's a word for you and your family, for you and your children and your children's children. Get ready. There is a suddenly coming your way that will change your life forever more. If you believe there's a suddenly right around the corner, I need you to praise like you believe it, worship like you believe it, pray like you believe it, lift up your hands like you believe it. Now, how many believers are suddenly coming your way? All the waiters in the room, how many really believers are suddenly coming your way? Suddenly your family will be saved. No, I mean suddenly your family will be saved. Suddenly your body will be healed. We just got a testimony right now in the green room. We have a beautiful young lady in this church who we love, and she's been through a difficult journey in the past few weeks. We love her. And, and it's just her arteries and her heart is something very rare from a medical standpoint. It just failed on her. A beautiful young lady in her 30s. And I, and I, and I, I went to the hospital room about 1130 at night when she was on a ventilator with all the machinery on her. And she was, you know, just under sedation, supposedly couldn't hear me. And she was there. And I just went in there and I walked in and, and I got to be careful because her family's around. I don't want to give any false hope and that sort of thing. You have to walk that line. But the Holy Spirit told me speaking to her. The doctor was there. A nurse was here. Another nurse was here. Mom was here. The Holy Spirit said speaking to her. Go ahead. Speak life. Speak life right now. So I went into her ear and I said, honey, listen to me. You are the apple of God's eye. You are a lioness. You're a mama bear. You will not die. You will live. You will. You're going to get up from there. We just got a message a few minutes ago. The breakthrough for her heart just showed up right now. Somebody say suddenly. Somebody shout like the God that we serve is the God of the suddenly. High five your neighbor. Tell him suddenly. No, tell him like you believe it. Tell him suddenly. Suddenly. Suddenly your family will be saved. Suddenly your body will be healed. Suddenly your promotion will take place. Suddenly the right person will enter your life. Suddenly. Somebody shout suddenly. Suddenly you will go from broken to beautiful, from water to wine, from tears to testimony, from the pit to the palace, from wrong to right, from sin to holiness, from hell to heaven. Somebody say, suddenly. People that wait receive the suddenlies. Are you ready for a suddenly that will change your life forevermore? Are you truly ready for God to show up and suddenly turn everything around? I feel an anointing. I don't know why I'm doubling down on this. I need you to get ready. You've been through hell recently. Put a smile on your face and a shout on your lip because you're about to experience a heavenly suddenly that will redefine the rest of your life. One more time, if you believe it, give it one more clap offering for suddenly. Repeat after me. As upper room people, we wait for the suddenly. This is what we do. This is what we do. As up, I'm going to land this real quick here. As upper room people, we hear it before we see it. Huh? 
We hear it before we see it. This is what we do. We hear it before we see it. Suddenly there was a what? A sound from heaven. Then in verse three, it says, then what looked like flames or tongues of fire appeared. First comes the sound, then comes the fire. As upper room people, we have to hear it before we see it. We hear it before we see it. You're not hearing it, but you are listening. But listen to me carefully. You have to hear it before you see it. What we hear in the spirit, we will inevitably see in the flesh. When you hear it in your prayers, you will see it on your platform. You have to hear it first. We hear it by faith to see it in our families. It begins with a sound. Somebody say a sound. A sound is the first indicative marker of transformation coming your way. It always begins with a sound. From Genesis to Revelation, everything began with a sound. Genesis 1-3, God said, let there be. So he spoke it, you see? It came out of here first. And then it appeared here. So the question is, what's coming out of here? What's coming out of your mouth? What's what, what sound is coming out of you? In Joshua chapter 6, verse 20, they made a sound, a noise, and the walls came tumbling down. In Judges chapter 7, Gideon, he's surrounded by all the Midianites. The Bible says they made a sound. The sword of the Lord is with Gideon, and the enemies were defeated. Elijah said, I hear the sound of abundant rain coming. And all of a sudden, he heard the sound, and then came the rain. I hear the sound. Somebody say, I hear the sound. One of my favorite sounds where that passage appears, actually two words from Acts appears in the Old Testament. The word suddenly and the word sound, it's not the first time. The prophet Ezekiel, chapter 37. Suddenly, there it is. As I spoke, there was a rattling noise. Another version reads, a sound all across the valley. The bones of each body came together and attached themselves as complete skeletons. It begins with a sound. A holy sound will push back darkness. I'm gonna do that one more time. A holy sound will push back darkness. A righteous sound will make the walls come down. A prophetic sound will release abundant rain. A courageous sound will confuse the enemy. And like Bartimaeus, a worshiper sound will make Jesus look your way. The church of Jesus Christ was born on Pentecost. We were born with a sound. I'm gonna get criticized, but it's okay. I'm gonna say it one more time. There is no such animal as a church with a sound. There is no such thing as Christianity on mute. There is no such thing as silent Christ followers. There is no such thing as complacent disciples of Jesus. We are people of the spirit. We make a sound. Oh, hear me carefully. When we don't hear a sound, we make a sound. You missed it. Some of you are waiting to hear a sound in order some of you are waiting to hear a sound in order to get up and live out your destiny and do God's will. God, no, you're full of the Holy Ghost. You don't need to hear a sound. You have the power to make. Are there any Pentecost people, any upper room people? You're not hearing me. Every time you make a sound, devils and demons have to flee. Every, every time you make a sound, chains break off the people around you. 
every time you make a sound, the atmosphere has to shift towards righteousness and justice. If you don't hear a sound, if you don't hear a sound, if you don't hear a sound, I'm tired in California of other sounds being louder than the sound that comes from the... Anybody in this church who is willing to get loud for Jesus and make a sound? The sound of the church must be louder than the sound of the world. And I'm not talking about some irritating, militaristic, militant, weird, awkward, hateful, angry, uh-uh. When we make a sound, our sound is full of love, full of truth full of grace, full of mercy and compassion, the loudest people, and I don't mean loud in being a bother or being a, a new, I'm someone else. I mean loud with your testimony. Your testimony should be louder than somebody else's trauma. I'm gonna drop the mic and walk away. I said your testimony should be louder than somebody else's trauma. Your worship should be louder than somebody else's wounds. Are you with me right now? Let the church make a sound that'll make Sacramento repent and acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord of all. I want you to look at your neighbor and tell him, if you don't hear the sound, make the sound. Tell your other neighbor, the one that's ignoring you, if you don't hear a sound, make a sound. Pastor Sam, I know you're reading it from the Bible. Is there anything else to undergird that? Oh, sure. The Bible says, make a... I'm sorry, make a... Make a quiet noise. Make a depressed noise. Make a... The Bible says, whisper unto God with the voice of victory. The Bible says, shout unto God with the voice of triumph. Let the church, if you don't hear the sound, if you don't hear the sound, make the sound, make the sound, make the sound. We need to, we need to make, we need to make the different kind of sound. I, I hear the sound of a church coming together that will not water down the gospel. Something's happening. I hear the sound of a church coming together that will speak truth with love. Los Angeles Dodgers, I don't want to get thing on this, but Pastor Armando and I were, were laughing about this here. We were, because he showed me something. LA Dodgers, they did something. Great baseball team, great baseball team. God bless the Dodgers. <clears throat> LA Dodgers, and I know we're streaming, but just put it in context. The, the, the team um, facilitated the engagement of certain entities in the LA region that were antithetical to traditional religious wineskins from the region, meaning an unorthodox, they provided space for a group that basically mocks uh, a, a certain faith, which is weird because, you know, then what? they do it, they invite groups that mock every other faith. But they, they, they permitted a group that mocks a certain faith to have their day. And you would think that's a final story, but it isn't. Because there are Christians in the Dodgers, primarily one that's very prominent, who, who basically said, not in my watch. 
if, if you're going if you're going to hear their sound he said you're going to make room for them you're going to make room for us so the Dodgers just announced that right after they have that little thing there is a Christian faith and family gathering in Dodger Stadium where you can hear the sound what does this mean we need believers committed to truth and love to make a sound I'm going to land this I hear the sound of a church that will speak truth with love that will preach the word in and out of season that will fulfill the great commission make disciples equip the saints worship God in spirit and truth bring good news to the poor freedom to the captive healing to the brokenhearted declare the year of the Lord's favor a church that will do justice love mercy and walk humbly before God I hear the sound of a multi-ethnic kingdom culture multi-generational church rising up in Sacramento that is father glorifying Christ exalting spirit empowered mountain moving devil rebuking demon binding atmosphere shifting world changing holy healed healthy happy humble hungry honoring I hear the sound of people hungry for revival I hear the sound of an abundant rain that will bring an end to spiritual emotional mental and physical drought I hear the sound of a fresh outpouring of God's Holy Spirit. I hear the sounds of signs and wonders, healings and miracles. Some of y'all don't believe in that. We're about to see people miraculously healed and transformed. No joke. I know some of y'all don't believe it. I've seen it. So I'm going to double down. We're going to see cancer disappear. We're going to see diabetes shrivel up. We're going to see... We're going to see heart transplants supernaturally done by God. Are you with me right now? We're going to see people suffering from dementia and Alzheimer's all of a sudden get back to memory and God will shift everything in the neurons. Does anyone still believe that we hear the sound of miracles and signs and wonders and healings? If you hear that sound with me, raise your hands. How many hear the sound of our children worshiping Jesus? How many hear the sound of our families worshiping together? No, if you really believe it, lift up both hands. How many hear the sound of God's abundant rain in every aspect of your life? How many believe there's rain coming for you? Rain coming upon your family? How many believe you hear the sound of God putting things together just like the bones of Ezekiel's vision? How many believe you're about to see that? Yeah. If you really believe it, lift up both hands really high. Because we're about to hear a sound in America of righteousness, of justice, of truth and love. The sound of heaven must be louder than the sound from hell. Over your family. Oh, I sense glory right now as I speak. Over your home, over your marriage, over your calling, over the A to Z of your life. You are about to see the sound produce a fire. And that fire, whoo, that fire fire will consume what is not of God and will protect you from that which is against you and your God-ordained purpose. Anybody here ready for the fire? I'm going to ask one more time. If you if you hear the sound, anybody ready for the fire? Can I, I'm going off script. Can I tell somebody right now something? Somebody's going to get the Jeremiah fire. Somebody here's going to get the Jeremiah fire. Does anyone know what that is? Jeremiah said this, I would like to stop preaching. I would love to stop prophesying, but I can't. You know why I can't? Because what he has given me is like fire shot up in my bones. Anybody?
me. I hear the sound of parents celebrating because their prodigal sons and daughters come back home. I hear the sound of 2 Corinthians 3.17 where the spirit of the Lord's presence there is freedom. I hear that sound. If you hear that with me, raise your hands. Why, why the sound? Because as upper room people, we hear it before we see it. This is what we do. Tell somebody this is what we do. Final point, as upper room people, we just don't feel his presence. We are filled with his glory. There's a difference between feeling God's presence and being filled with God's spirit. Ephesians 5.18, be filled with the Holy Spirit. Ah. When the Holy Spirit came down, what's the first thing that changed in the people in the upper room? Anyone know? The language. I'm going to drop the mic and walk away. It is still the first evidence. Let me prove it to you. The first evidence is your language changes. No, no. If you're thinking about, I'm talking about gospel in tongues exclusively, I'm going way beyond that. that that's legit. And, it, and it's not the only, that's legit. But what I'm saying is when you're filled with the Holy Spirit, you don't talk the way you used to. The first thing that changes is your language because in order to change your culture and your world, you begin by changing the language. The way you talk to yourself, the way you talk to your children, the way you talk to your spouse, the way you talk to your friends, the way you talk to God, the way you talk to your everything, you, that language changes. Holy Spirit people, they speak different languages. I went to India, Dr. Nick Garza is here. Is he here? We, we did this thing in India close to 20 years ago. And we did this thing in India where, where I usually, because there's a Corinthians principle. And the reason why people on this microphone don't come up here and speak in tongues out loud in front of everyone is because if, if you're going to have that end unless there's interpretation. There's a biblical rubric, right? So we believe there's order in God's house. So we do things according to biblical order. So, I mean, so I pray in the spirit. I, I have a heavenly language. So does the guy who just, who just crowned King Charles in Westminster Abbey. That guy, the leader of the Anglican Church, is full of the Holy Spirit of a prayer language. And he went to the top school on the planet. So it has nothing to do with education. It's a beautiful spiritual infusion where God gives you a language. Because, man, we need, come on, we're living in a, in a broken world. I went to India. I started on the microphone, which I don't do regularly, if, if at all. I started just praying in my heavenly language in front of a lot of people. A guy comes up and says, where in the world did you learn our language? And I go, what? I go, what? He goes, you just said the following. Bom, 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 The same God that showed up in Acts is showing up today. It's just ludicrous to think that, oh, God only did something for the beginning. Only people in the beginning had power to cast out devils and see miracles and healings and speak in other tongues. And now they can't stop that. All around the world, there's close to a billion people who have a prayer language, according to Vincent Sinan, who passed away from Regent University. So it's pretty amazing what God is doing. 
it. Lift up your hands. The Bible doesn't say that just the people were filled. It doesn't say that. It, it says that he filled everyone and filled every room. You missed that part about every room. Pastor Lauren Dittmore just sang it. He worshiped God with it. Listen to me. I need you to get ready for every room in your house to be filled with the Spirit of Almighty God. Do you know what this means? Look up here for a second. Look up here with your hands. Ready? Do this for me. Are you ready for every room here to be filled? Are you ready for all your thoughts to be filled with the Holy Spirit? Are you, are you ready for every room here to be filled? Every emotion to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Are you ready for every room here, every act, every one of your deeds to be filled? How many are ready for every room in your house, literally, where your children are at, or your spouse, or your loved one? How many are ready for every room to be filled with the Holy Spirit? No, how many believe on Pentecost Sunday 2023? All of your room. How about this? Can we prophesy it's Pentecost? By the time you get home, every room will be filled with the Spirit of the living God. If you believe what we just declared, I want you to give him the best praise you've given him this entire day. Somebody shout every room. Every High five your neighbor. Tell him every room. Every room. Every room. Every room. Every room. Every room in your life, your mental, your emotional, your physical, your relational, your financial, your career, your calling, every room filled with the Holy Spirit. Because as upper room people, we're not satisfied with, I feel his presence. We want to be filled with his glory. This is what we do. Give him one more clap offering. If you got that, raise your hand. That's who we are. That's what we do. So it's 124. We're going to do a minute application of Acts chapter 2. Don't leave anyone. This is so important. Again, no manipulation, no coercion, none of that stuff. It's just beautiful. I would love to see this entire church just living out everything we just, that's what we do. We're upper room people. That's what we do. We wait for the suddenly. We hear it before we see it. And we're not satisfied with just feeling his presence. We want to be filled with his glory. That's what we do. And with that spirit, we change the world. So there it is. Here's what I want you to do. 60 seconds. I want you to do, apply this message. How do we apply it? Take the first 20 seconds. If you're terrible with, with your, your timing and your math, the first 20 seconds, the first one third of that minute, you're going to do this. You're going to pray just like they pray. You're going to say, God, fill me afresh with your Holy Spirit. I want you to remove whatever is in me that's not of you. When your Holy Spirit comes in, all the junk goes out. <sighs> Holy, I mean, every junk. By the way, when you make this prayer, I'm warning you, addiction's about to be vomited right here somewhere in this day. Are you with me right now? Drug addiction, alcoholism, pornography, uh, all of that is going to just die. How about addiction to yourself? Narcissism's about to die right here on this day. So, I mean, all of the stuff, the negative thoughts, the stuff, you've all of that. And then the next 20, all in one minute, right? All in one minute. The next 20 seconds, what are you going to do? You're going to make a sound. 
You don't need to hear a sound. You will make a sound. So I want you to make a sound like a holy hurricane, and which is you're prophetically declaring through your life expression that every single room in your life is about to be built. The last 20 seconds, I want you to open up your mouth and let John chapter 7 take place. Out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water, which means, go ahead, let the Holy Spirit just speak through you, baptize you afresh. We speak English here, obviously. We speak Spanish, 1030 service. Vietnamese, beautiful. Mandarin, Mandarin, uh, Slavic, Russian, Ukrainian, where are you? We speak different languages. We even speak Stockton in this church. It's officially a language now, Google it. So we speak French, Italian, we speak that in this church. Look at that, how about that? But there's a different language. It's beautiful, it's powerful, and I just want you to, you already have it in the spirit. It's like an Amazon gift. You gotta un just unpack it. Because it's already through the spirit of God in you. You just gotta believe and just go boom, okay? Are you ready? So let's just do this, this beautiful thing, again, it's not about being weird, it's about being wired. A boy, final note. In some of my most difficult days, and so help me God, where San Rodriguez has been broken, I've been broken, I've been wounded, and broken and wounded, either self-inflicted or externally provoked, regardless, ended up in the same circumstance. On multiple occasions, I looked to God and I went, I have no idea what to tell you. There are no words coming out of me. There's nothing, nothing, I'm dry. And the Holy Spirit says, I got you. I got you. And all I hear from God is say, Sam, son, open up your mouth. You say nothing, I'll take care of the rest. And the Spirit of God prays in me, with me, for me, and through me. 60 seconds on the clock, please. The first 20 seconds, you're praying. Got the junk out, Holy Spirit, come in. Next 20 seconds, make a sound. Last 20 seconds, let the river flow. Ready? 60 seconds. One, two, three, begin right now. Go, go ahead. Make a sound, make a sound, make a sound. 